Lots to talk to uh, politically, both on a local, provincial, and federal level. So let's welcome in our good friend, author and broadcaster, Michael Korn, who joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Mr. Korn, how are you on this Wednesday? I'm very well, sir. How are you? I'm uh, doing okay, too. Uh, we want to start uh, locally in Toronto, and this a story that appeared uh, yesterday uh, about these forestry crews. Now, they are contracted uh, by the city to... Uh, do work, Michael, and I'm using air quotes right now, Yeah, to do work because uh, apparently using uh, the GPS readings on their vehicles, uh, it was found that uh, these crews were only spending about uh, 2.8 hours a day doing actual uh, work and that they were at other places, including uh, off uh, shopping. Uh, the mayor says that, quote, these things make me very angry, but do we need to be a little more than just angry about this, Michael? Well, John Tory, angry, that's a terrifying thought. Um Okay, I, mean, I think there's two ways we should respond here. We shouldn't blanket all public service workers uh, as being lazy and not doing their job, because the people I know in, in this area, actually, they work very hard. But the, the abuse here, I mean, it's, it's not funny. It's, it's actually appalling, because it's so um, arrogant, and, and, it, and it's so shameless. I mean, they, they don't even pretend. I can remember doing jobs as, as a kid, uh, where you go through the motions, you know, you're earning money the, in the vacation. But these guys, they put in an hour or two, and then off they went to do their shopping and buy pizza. And, and not even having the intelligence to realize that GPS would tell people what they were doing. It plays into the hands of the, uh, the Doug Ford mentality, it, which is that public service workers don't earn their money, and we should be very, very strict about it. That isn't the way to respond. You just have to make sure that the companies that are given contracts or public service workers are monitored and can be trusted. Uh, because in, in this case, this is a sizable amount of money that, that people work hard to pay to earn, to pay taxes on, and it's been wasted. And um, But it's rather like the homeless person who turns out to be a millionaire who's just taking your money isn't really homeless. I think this is relatively isolated. Well, maybe or maybe not, but still, I mean, we were talking about, uh, you know, not only an exorbitant amount of money, but also a breach of trust, uh, really. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, to your point, you just mentioned that, uh, you know, their GPS monitored and they're still doing this. It's almost, uh, you know, as if they're flipping the middle finger uh, to the city here. And uh, do we need to take legal proceedings to maybe uh, recover some of that uh, lost money? I mean, does there have to be some sort of action, some sort of penalty here? I would hope that uh, the, war the, the ripple effect, the warnings, will be so drastic and, and so on that it won't happen again. Uh, legally, if you try to get money back, it could cost you more money in the long run once you go to court. I don't know about that. Um, and obviously, those who are employing them, I mean, the contracts are often given out, uh, and you, you assume, as you said, a level of trust. We, we know that we're not dealing with children. Once we write a contract, the work will be done. Uh, but it isn't. And... It's not confined to Canada, and it's not confined to the public service in all sorts of... I mean, the, the idea that the private sector is always more efficient, that simply isn't true. Um, I'm afraid that often people... If a culture develops where you can get away with it, I don't think it's that, that people generally don't want to do the work and aren't willing to actually earn the money. But if they're told you can get away with it, if that culture begins, it's very hard to stop it. Well, well, this is it, and it's a verbal warning, and I'm not pleased, I'm angry. Is that really good enough? Is that enough? No. Because, you know, particularly taxpayers, I think, Michael, are tired of uh, hearing that, whether it comes to uh, workers not doing their duties, uh, cost overruns, and uh, time overruns on various projects. Uh, we hear this all the time, I mean, uh, such as the St. Lawrence Market or Union yeah. Station, and we hear that we're upset about this, but nothing ever gets done, nothing ever changes. Yeah, a verbal warning is not enough. 
failure is different uh, from dishonesty. For someone to fail to deliver on time, this sometimes happens. Weather conditions or uh, imports of raw materials, that can happen. So that, 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 that's something else. That's not, but this isn't failure. This is, I've made a conscious decision to not to, to lie to break the contract, whether it's verbal or written, that I have given, that I will do a certain amount of work for a certain amount of money. No, you don't do that, you're finished. There are, there are many other people who will work terribly hard to make sure they do, do the job properly. All right, let's move from local to uh, provincial. Uh, Doug Ford is back from his visit to New York City to uh, sell the uh, state and to sell the U.S. on uh, Ontario being uh, open for business. He has come under some fire, though, uh, Michael, for not being transparent enough when it comes to how much uh, this trip uh, cost, who was uh, on it. Uh, should he provide those details? Yeah, he should. And in a way, I mean, I'm no fan of, of his, but I don't think it's wrong for him to go. But he's been his own worst enemy in, in being too confidential and, and private about it. And the whole point about being an elected politician, the more public you can be about expenditure, the easier it is, even if you spend a lot of money. Usually you get away with it because people say, well, it's not so bad, is it? But once you pretend or you hide or you deny, then people fear the worst. Part of the problem here is the trip wasn't, as I'm sure you know very well, I mean, it wasn't announced for the press till the last minute. And he has this, this private Ontario News Now, I think it's called. Um, and everyone who works for his, uh, in the media department at Queen's Park, they're all simply people I've worked with at some time or other in radio or TV. Um, but it, it's sort of it's becoming propaganda-like. And the journalist I've spoken to who's covered him said we were told the evening before there wasn't sufficient time, and we haven't been given the full figures. So he should be more public. And, of course, it's incredibly inconsistent because he's a man who says, be public about expenditure. Well, again, if he's spending a certain amount of money and it'll give us this amount of, 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 of business in the United States, there's nothing wrong with that. You invest to earn. But be public about it. Tell us. Be open. Okay, is it fair to tie the, the, the cuts, the ongoing cuts that we see the Ford government embarking on to the expenses of this trip? Uh, you know, as you mentioned uh, in the onset, that you really have got no problem with it and that there is value going to, to sell your province, to uh, sell your uh, area to, to business leaders? You know, again, as someone who, frankly, didn't vote for him, I think we can be a bit too picky. I don't approve of cuts, but this is something different. He can make an argument that cuts were justified, don't agree, uh, but also so was the trip to the United States. He wasn't there, I don't think, just to have fun and to go on American TV. He was there to say we're open for business. I don't agree with that policy in particular, but I see the logic of it. So there's always a danger when it comes to party politics that, that we, we criticize everything uh, the, the other party does. And I don't think that, that makes for a constructive debate and dialogue. Well, you mentioned he went on American TV. He was on uh, Fox News, the premier uh, was, in which uh, the host there, Stuart Varney of uh, the Fox Business Show, said that uh, Doug Ford was, quote, more proof that U.S. President Donald Trump's mentality is catching on around the world. Uh, wh what do you make of that statement? Well, it assumes that Donald Trump has a mentality, which is news to a lot of people. Uh, it's Fox News. What do you expect? I mean, although they have been surprisingly critical of Trump at certain times, uh, but it's a, a business show, a business person. I, I don't think that matters very much. I, I do believe there is a continuum between Ford and Trump, but I don't think Ford is as bad as Trump and doesn't have the same degree of power. I've always thought of Doug Ford as, as a, a fairly raw populist, but Donald Trump has more of an ideology. It's more right-wing. Uh, and, um, again, not a fan of Doug Ford, but I, I, I'm sure Doug Ford would... would but I don't think it's completely fair to him. 
All right, and uh, finally, let's move to the uh, federal level, where I think a lot of folks might be surprised to hear this, Michael, that there was a $3,300 pay increase that took effect April 1st for your uh, MP, so that means their basic salary has uh, jumped to uh, almost $179,000 from $175,000 last year. Uh, Do we know anybody else uh, in the public sector or the private sector, I'm sorry, that's uh, getting this sort of increase? I mean, is this justified? Well, there are people who get increases, but uh, the issue here is should representatives of the Canadian people get such an increase uh, for no extra work? I've heard MPs time and time again uh, make the argument that they work very hard and its job isn't guaranteed for life. Look, this isn't their sole income. They also get allowances for travel, uh, for accommodation, uh, all sorts of... uh, a lot of them are people who are career politicians. They've started as a school trustee, then they become a provincial uh, MPP or MLA or whatever, and then they become an MP. And this is a, a substantial amount of money. And most Canadians aren't earning anything like that. And this happens time and time again. It's so outrageous and bold that we get this increase. <laughs> Where is the proof they have done more work? Where is the proof that the country is better governed? If anything, there's been more scandal. No, it, it, it's... It, it's shameful, and it should never have even been proposed. It's, it's beyond the, the inflation link, and it just doesn't look good. I'm not saying politicians, I mean, there was a time when MPs weren't paid anything lot long ago. I'm not saying they shouldn't be paid. Um, but I don't buy this argument, unless we pay a certain amount of money, we won't get the best. I don't think we're getting the best as it is. We're getting a lot of time servers, and they're already paid probably more than they should be. Okay, not going to cut it back, but don't increase it. Just slap in the face to people who are desperately worried about whether they'll have a job by the end of the year. Yeah, is there an argument to be made as well? And I think a lot of people would say, well, it's just wage envy maybe on behalf of a lot of people and that you need to pay a good salary to, to get uh, you know good, good candidates and uh, you know properly qualified uh, people in roles. But having said that, I mean, I've talked to uh, people in the U.S. that say one of the big reasons why they can't get any movement on the health care issue is because their government representatives already have health care provided, so they're not uh, feeling the pain of the average American, particularly when it comes to the health file. And could you say that uh, here? I mean, if these salaries keep cropping up, uh, are they not feeling the the pain of the, the middle and the lower classes here? I mean, can they relate to what's going on to the average Canadian? Well, I think that's a very good point. And again, remember that most MPs travel internationally a great deal, far more than most of us will ever do. Um, I sometimes question whether that really does help them in their careers. Can they govern better because of it? So it's a very prestigious job as well. This argument, if we pay, unless we pay the amounts, we won't get the quality. Um, how much do we pay nurses in intensive care units? How much do we pay people who actually do keep our lives going, you know, who we desperately need? This is a fallacious argument. Uh, Good people will, will do the jobs required for a decent amount of money, but not, they're not in it for financial gain. And the $180,000 plus, because there's a lot more on top of that, seems to me extravagant. And yes, I think there is a separation between the reality of average Canadians and the reality of those who sit in Ottawa. And I, my impression is we see this day in and day out when certain issues dominate uh, the country's debate and they don't really affect ordinary Canadians. Yeah, just a final point on this. Do you think it's uh, fundamentally changed uh, what our uh, government is and who our politicians are? Because it, it used to be the, the thought the, the thought was that government is something you did as a public service. Maybe you've had a you know a fruitful and a good career, and you've had some experience in life, and you want to kind of give back. I mean, is that sort of thought naive here in 2019? 
Um, look, I'll say this, and this is going to sound partisan, but I think generally if you want to just make money, you don't, for example, run as a new Democrat. I think there are certain parties, Green Party, where you, 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 you believe something. You know you're never going to be in government, you're never going to be at the very top, but you have a belief system. There are many people, I've met them, I know you have too, who run as Liberal and Tory MPs, and their politics are very interchangeable. They want a party to be in. They want a party that's going to win. There are good people in Parliament. There aren't that many bad people, but there are too many people who are there because it's a career. There are too many lawyers there. Why so many people from the legal profession? Um, wouldn't it be nice if Parliament was composed of the very best in society? I I would challenge anyone to make the argument to me that we do have the best in society represented in Ottawa. All right. Going to have to leave it there for now. Michael, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Pleasure, mate. Thank you. Author and broadcaster Michael Korn for us this afternoon.